to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. But more than anything, just like the listeners, I think we are very inspired and very honored to have you in our midst, to have you in studio this morning. She's a legend. I've already said that. I don't know if there's any station or media company that she hasn't worked for, so we'll get into that. But everyone, help me welcome the journalist of the year, <laughs> the journalist of the year, the legendary Zikona Chona. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate the love. Oh, listen, I, I said this, that you are one of the few journalists that we have in the country that will go to the heart of the story. And you've done that for so long. I think you've been an underdog for so long mm. because when your name is mentioned is, I know this name. I know, but who is this person? So let's get right into that. Firstly, how is Zikona, Zikona, the person doing? I think I'm fine. Um, I cover a lot of tough stories and I spend a lot of time trying to recover and heal and um, have time for myself. Mm -hmm. It's a bit difficult because our job is very demanding. Mm -hmm. Normally, I use my mornings to zen myself in, mm -hmm. but because time mm -hmm. and you have to be i i'm traveling a lot also mm -hmm. um recently so i'm just trying to bring myself towards myself especially this year mm -hmm. um because throughout my career i've struggled to detach myself from the stories i cover right so this is my year where i've told myself Sukona, you have to remove yourself you can't help everyone you can't talk to everyone every mm -hmm. day you can't check up on everyone you just some sometimes you need your time mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw you, I thought, oh my goodness, there's a psychologist in journalism because that's how much you give to your stories. You know, it could be the toughest story, but because Zikona is reporting it, you feel like it's going to be okay. You know, she's, she's going to save us from this big bad world. Was it intentional on your part to go for stories that focus more on human interest? It was intentional. Listen, I'm from the Eastern Cape. I'm yes. from a village uh, called Doleni. Mm -hmm. And I realized when I watched the news, um, especially mainstream news, mm -hmm. I wouldn't see um, village stories in the news. Okay. So me going into journalism was for me is to say, I want to tell stories of people like myself or like anyone else that is going through something. But... Most importantly, I think for me, it's about the feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell myself, whether I'm doing a happy story, whether I'm doing a sad story, mm -hmm. if I, the way I feel it is mm -hmm. the way I want the viewer to also receive it. Right, so right. If it's, it, if it's hurtful, if it's painful, unfortunately, you're also going to feel the pain because mm -hmm. that's how I want to um, tell the story. Mm -hmm. I want people to walk away feeling something. Did you have a reference growing up of a journalist? Bye, man. I want to do what he's doing or what she's doing. I can't say I did. Mm. Um, I think once I got to varsity and started consuming a lot of the Daily Dispatch, mm -hmm. um, then there I started to see that there are people who are interested on cover people's stories. Yes. Um, uh, and his crew at the Daily Dispatch covered a lot of human interest stories and I told myself this is the kind of journalism I want to do. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we've spoken about you touching on, you know, mostly sad stories, mostly stories that are of human interest. Mm. Do you remember the first time you did a story that just broke your heart, that broke your spirit, and you felt, I don't know if I want to do journalism anymore after this? Yo, um, I go through that a lot, mm. but I... Uh, I don't know. I think af- after life is demeaning, I struggled to get mm, back up mm. because life is demeaning was the longest time where I was basically locked up in sadness. Mm. Every day at those hearings, someone was crying. Mm-hmm. Whether you could see it, mm-hmm. whether they were testifying or not, mm-hmm. someone in the gallery would be crying. Right. So I think from there, that t- took me out a little bit because mm-hmm. normally I would cover a story. Maybe mm. it's a one so for maybe... It's a three-day story. Mm-hmm. And if it's followed by a court case, then it will be that. But it ends. Right. It won't last that three long. months yeah. of being locked up in, yeah. in pain and sadness and suffering. Mm-hmm. So after that, I was like, maybe it's time for me to leave. Hmm. You know, maybe The profession time. or? The profession. Yeah. Um, because also the, the thing that people don't see is that you also have to protect the the viewer mm. or the person receiving the news from a lot of right, the heartache. Right. Um there are things, there are details of your story that you can't say out on air, but you have heard them. Mm-hmm. And you go through them. And mm-hmm. you go home and you think to yourself, that was so inhumane. Mm. That broke my heart. Mm. Um so I think, yeah, life is demeaning. It even to a t- certain extent it affected my personal relationships because I'd go home from the hearings, I'd mm-hmm. go and file my story, mm. and then I'd go home and ha- I'd have to call someone to let it out. Yeah. So my friends walked that journey of covering that story with me because I'd always wow. feel I need to pick up the phone and say, Yeah. My friend, this is what happened at the hearings today. You won't believe what I heard today. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think after that, I was like, mm mm. This is it, but I'm still around. Hey, look at you now. You are yeah. still here. 29 minutes after Aid Roger and Hope Alive Breakfast. In case you've just tuned in, I am in conversation with a legend. And I know people say in South Africa we use the term legend loosely. No, today we are not using it <laughs> u- loosely. We are using it appropriately. It is Journalist of the Year in any regard. Zikona Chona is joining me in studio. We are going to take a short breather. And when we come back, we get into lighter things, nicer things, softer things. Please. You're listening to Hope Alive. In the fullness of God, make me thankful, pity the hateful, I'm grateful. The Lord brought me through this far. Trying to be cute when I praise him, raise him high. I keep it live, be bumping, keep him jumping, make the Lord feel something. Ain't no shame in my game, God's property. Getting big with curse, ain't no stopping me.
34 minutes after Aid Rachel and Hope Alive Breakfast, and that was Kirk Franklin coming through with Stomp. We are still in Guest Lounge, and uh, we are doing things slightly different this morning. I am joined in studio by legendary broadcaster Zikona Chona. I did say we are going to talk about nicer things, you know, like awards. So, because she works very hard, and I know I mentioned earlier that you are an underdog. Do you consider yourself an underdog? Um. <sighs> Listen, for me, I just love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's a blessing that it's it's public mm-hmm. and, and I get to be the face of my work. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I have not come to terms with the fact that people know who Zikona Chona is. I would love for people to know my work, but it's, it, it's all... Together. Do you not have a, I have arrived, I don't need to introduce myself, I am here, you should know who I am. Don't you ever get those No, <laughs> no. I think we journalists, mm-hmm. we don't ever like to be the story right. or the center of, of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I just happen to be a broadcast journalist. Right. So when I walk into a space, I introduce myself, hi, it's mm-hmm. How who are you? Kind of yes, thing. Yeah. yes. And have you had... People reach out to you because I know you are also um, accessible and accessible in the sense of if you have a story, please do email me mm. here and here. Have you had people email you stories where you just raised your eyebrows and thought to yourself, what is this? I do put myself out there on social media mm-hmm. asking people for stories because I think stories are everywhere. Yes. And a lot of people are on social media. So that's one way you're finding stories. Mm-hmm. Um I do get some stories where I'm um, like, this is not a story. Right. But all the best, brother. All, all the best, <laughs> sister. Um, but I really do appreciate the fact that people do take their time to respond, to tell me about plights in mm. their communities or w- achievements or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And where I can, I try and do those stories. It's really helped me because it's a very stressful job because yes. basically um, every single day, you have to have something for your diary. Right. M- news is ever moving. True. So that channel for me, it's been working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've, you've done, you know, your work on radio and on TV, and now you've got awards. I want us to get into your awards because here's the thing. Journalists uh, get more crucified than celebrated. Mm. We are very quick as people to say, oh, but she shouldn't have. Oh, what kind of question is that? Mm. But when it's time to celebrate, you guys are like, mm, on to the next. Let's find something else to talk about. So what has it been like receiving that recognition and just receiving, you know, these tokens of appreciation that, mm. hey, well done. Look. For me, it's always been a thing of, I don't do headline news. Mm. My stories are not necessarily going to be big. Right. big for me. Right. Um, so being honored and recognized means that the stories that I tell matter mm. and they are touching people's lives. Mm. So I really do appreciate the recognition, particularly to be honored among your peers, mm-hmm. people that you respect, people that you've looked up to in the industry mm-hmm. and who come to you and say, Zikona, I see your work. You're doing great. Mm -hmm. So that's really fantastic. But most importantly for me, because I don't do headline news, because I tell stories of people who are not necessarily big names. Right, right. Not so prolific. For me, it's to say their stories matter too, and their voice matters. Mm -hmm. And now 
through me, mm-hmm. it gets recognized yeah. to this kind of level. Yeah. This is amazing. So um, Hope Alive family, she's done us the honor of bringing the awards. There's so many of them. <laughs> There's so many. Do you have more, Charles? Yes, I didn't bring all of them. I was wow. like, no, I don't want to fill the space. I mean, <laughs> listen to that. Okay, all right, okay. But thank you so much for actually bringing them to studio. Yeah. This is such an inspiration. But now in wrapping up our conversation, what do you think is the state of journalism right now in South Africa? Ooh, this is a tough question. Um, journalism is in safe hands in South Africa at the moment. I think everyone that's in the profession really cares about South Africa. Of course. And is really dedicated to telling the stories. Mm-hmm. But I do feel to a certain extent that it's becoming very shallow and on, on the surface. Okay. We no longer see in-depth reporting, particularly in broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And that does concern me a little bit. The p- it's all about the pace and kept catching up and keeping up and trying to be first and doing all these breaking things. News. Breaking news. Breaking news, exclusive. Mm. But we just need to take a moment just to ask ourselves, how do we want to tell us the story? Mm. How do we want people to receive the story? What do we want South Africans to take away from this particular report? Mm -hmm. And I think because it's moving so fast and there's a sense of FOMO, everyone Mm. wants to be doing something on this thing. Or be seen doing something. Mm. Mm -hmm. We're losing touch Mm -hmm. with the, I don't want to say the true essence of the work, Mm -hmm. but we're losing something um, that could make our stories more powerful, mm-hmm. that could educate people, and that could in- give more people information around um, topics or whatever the case may be. Right. But I think the passion, the drive, is very much so still yeah. there. And kudos to all my colleagues that are doing great work yeah. all over, yeah. wherever they're doing it, p- print, broadcast, wherever you are. I love you. It's work. a big thumbs up. Mm. And a thumbs up from Zikona Chona. The Zikona Chona is all you need to start your day but thank you so much for making the time to speak to us thank you for allowing yourself to be the story today because i know from here you have to go and cover so many um stories but thank you for seeing the unseen and hearing those that will probably never get platforms to speak and have their stories heard your work does not go unnoticed and you are not an underdog anymore. You are a legend, so it's okay. We appreciate what you are doing, um, not just for the journalism fraternity, mm-hmm. but for the country as well. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. And just to add, if you want to watch my reports, please stay tuned to Newsroom Africa on Channel 405. That is right. That is right. So you can put the voice to the face in case you have exactly never. You know voice. what I mean? Yes, absolutely. 19 minutes before 9, right here on Hope Alive Breakfast. And that wraps up our conversation with that. You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. Thank you.